0: All ready for this <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Try to get the energy going hello and uh, welcome back to the best podcast your favorite podcast the podcast that won't put you to sleep it's good books bad banter i'm your host maddie and i'm tori and it's tuesday night i just got back from maine we're back baby we're back baby and tori just got out of a movie and it's, it's not actually that, not that late. No, it's It's 90, like 90, late-ish. 9. 9.30? But I took like an hour 10, and a half 10 nap. 10 o'clock. I took an hour and a half nap. That's nice. So, but I needed it because it kind of happened. And then that's why I ended up having to stop the book, which I would have finished at like 7.30, but I ended up finishing it almost at 9 because I fell asleep for an hour and a half. Mm. But it's fine. And then I took a shower. Not that you guys asked for a play-by-play of what actually happened to me <laughs> within <laughs> the last, like, six hours. But, you know, that's that's updates. Um, yeah. So, today we're talking about One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. McQuiston? McQuiston. 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 Q-U-I. Yeah. Like, quit. Yeah. McQuiston. Um, I love it. I do, I too. love her books. I... I just, I can't get over She's so cute. She writes, I love her writing style. Me too. Everything is so realistic. Like, mm-hmm. the dialogue is very natural. I also love how this one was, like, quietly explicit. I said that because, like, the characters were kind of, like, a quiet, you know, like, tamed-down version. But it still ve- felt very adult because they were, like, their early to mid-20s. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it was cute. Because there was times that I was listening to it and then they would just be like, fuck. And I was like, wait, hold on. This is not a YA book. <laughs> no, <laughs> not is, at all. This is an adult book. But because I guess the narration was so soft and like we was, I, we both listened. Did you both? Okay. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, did you both listen? <laughs> did we both listen? Yeah. I love this voice actor. I love her. And I think I need to do a better job of keeping track of which voice actors I like.
0: I know a lot of people do that, and I and I'm like, oh, I'm because usually there's
1: specific blah, 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 specific ones that I'll start listening to, and I'm like I already know I'm gonna like this because they feel like they really embody each character with their voices, and they mm-hmm. can change their voice enough for them to emulate a different character.
0: Yeah, I don't know how voice actors do it. It's pretty impressive.
1: It's amazing. Mm. have you seen that one girl from ooh, um, TikTok and she does the different voices from, did you ever watch Avatar The Last Airbender? Mm-hmm. Okay, she does the different voices of all the female characters and she's spot on in every single one of them. She goes to I Toph, have, yeah. to, to May, to Tylee, to Azula, to um, what the hell, how, what is her name? Katara, to Suki like it's like it's amazing
0: I think I've seen it
1: it's awesome and she sounds fantastic like she sounds spot on on every single one of them and I'm like I want to be able to do this and then I'm like taking her instructions and like miming along with her and don't sound anything like her (laughs) don't sound anything like it but I'm like you know I have that really toxic gene of thinking like how hard can it be and you're like oh I can do that like with a little practice like I know how I can do that that false confidence is deadly.
0: Anyways, um,
1: what are we gonna give it?
0: I was just gonna say, what would you rate this? I think
1: I'd give it four and a half. I was gonna give it a four. Yeah, like a four, four and a half. I, I say four and a half. It's a solid just, book. It is. It's a good read if you're wanting something light. Mm-hmm. And it's a great read for LGBTQ. I wish Very Casey. Very good for that. I don't know if Casey herself is a part of the community or not. Um, it'd be bonus points if she is. However, uh, this I feel like is really well done. I really like the tropes that they kind of like intertwined with this. I also like the differing like it was kind of like differing timelines, but also not. They just talked about like the later timelines, like the seventies mm-hmm. and the eighties and stuff. Um, I also like how this was also like a mystery. Like not it only was that
0: one was like slightly paranormal.
1: Okay, yeah, I get that. Yeah, it had, but not like aliens. No,
0: it gave like Age of Adeline.
1: Yes, or like Benjamin Button. Yeah, but like, there's no reverse. It just has to do with like time and time warping and like being stuck. You know what is it? The fucking uh, Age of Tomorrow with fucking Tom Cruise in it. Did you ever watch that? No. Um, he's stuck in the same period of time. And it's the alien, like, war, like, invasion movie or whatever. Mm. And he literally relives the same day over and over and over and over and over Groundhog and over and over day. again.
0: That's what they call those movies, like a Groundhog Day situation. Oh,
1: well then, yeah. So, like, over and over. And then finally he figures out, like, how to, like, beat the code or whatever. Oh, my gosh. It's so good.
0: There's a really funny movie on Netflix that has um, Andy
1: Samberg
0: and... Drew Barrymore? No. You're thinking of Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore.
1: hmm Didn't you just say that?
0: I said Andy Sandberg.
1: Oh. <laughs> I was like, Did you know you, know didn't is? you just say that? Yes, I do know who okay, Andy okay,
0: Sandberg is. Yeah. And um, the dude who p- is in How I Met Your Mother, who's the mother? Fuck, I can't remember her name. But, um, and she is stuck in a time loop. I don't know that lady. And then he becomes stuck in the time loop with her.
1: Mm. Yeah. The one that's uh I think it's like I wanna say it's called The Age of Tomorrow. I don't I gonna have to look it up for like to be sure. But that one he's trying to find like not the cure but like how to defeat like the alien invaders or whatever. It's like World War like War of Worlds plus um the Battle of Los Angeles. If you've ever watched that, that's also another action movie put together. And he gets stuck in this time. Warp, and then he loves this girl. And, like, there's this one part where he, she obviously doesn't remember. He remembers every single time. I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. She just showed me a picture of the girl from Chris I Met Your Mother. I've Elliot. never watched that show.
0: But uh, the is called Palm Springs. It's gotcha.
1: really good. Um, there's a part where Tom Cruise's character is, like, in love with the other... Like, the girl... And I think it's Brie Larson, but I might be completely wrong. I think that is not correct, but it might be. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. He sees her basically die every single time. And she then realizes... Every single time she realizes that this is a loop and that he knows exactly how everything's going to play out because he's done it so many times. Like, every single scenario. Mm -hmm. And so there's one in the later parts that she asks... How many times have you seen me die? And he's like, over three hundred times. And I was like, Jesus, that is so long. And he's like crying. And at the very end, whenever they finally fix the time loop or whatever, he like cries because he sees her, and she's alive and he's alive. And he she and the the sequences of events weren't the same anymore. They already deviated. Mm. So he was like, it's finally fixed. Good movie. I just told you the whole plot, so don't you don't have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, let's do three updates. Yeah, you go first. Okay, because I'm talky today.
0: <laughs> um, three updates. I just saw Little Mermaid with some of our friends. It was okay. <laughs> I think I think my hopes were too high. It wasn't. There was nothing bad was it, about was it. it? It was just okay. It was a musical, right?
1: Mm-hmm. They kept all the
0: songs. Yeah, there were some new ones too. Ew. Do do
1: do 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 do. This immediately was mm-hmm. like going on in my head right now. Uh. That's the elevator music that's playing, currently. What What did I do yesterday?
0: I went for a walk,
1: which was nice.
0: <laughs> I don't. I have not done that much. I mean, I have and I haven't.
1: Fuck. I. I have a memory problem. (laughs) I need you to match energy. You. I'm like up here. You're like down
0: here. I'll get there. I just have to have memory. What? How do you just like. Oh, yeah. I saw the Transformers um, movie. That was really good. I'm like a movie kick right now. The Transformers. Really? It was surprisingly good. I have no
1: hopes for those
0: anymore. I didn't either. And I liked it a lot. Interesting. Um, it was a prequel, and it was really diverse, so I enjoyed it. Hmm. It was like a better storyline than some of the past ones. Um. Let's see. What else did I do? What did I do on Saturday? I don't even fucking know. Yeah. Oh yeah, Aaron and Brady got tattoos uh, for The Grateful mm-hmm. Dead. And I was gonna ask if they if that actually happened or not. It did, and then on Sunday. Aaron and his dad were hanging out and his dad called a dog over at his, co- they were at his complex and they were like, oh cute doggy, come here get doggy." and the dog swerved his dad, jumped on Aaron and scratched his brand new fucking tattoo and he was like, I am in so much pain and I felt so bad, he was so mad he was like, Aaron has this thing we call Aaron luck because everything works out my
1: mouth is a gape right except now except for one
0: thing and like it was very Aaron luck for him to get a brand new tattoo and the very next day I get clawed by a fucking dog.
1: What What the... F- Did this dog have fucking talons? Like, what the hell?
0: I mean, I don't know. It literally ripped through the second skin that was on it and then, like, like made, like, an actual gash in his leg.
1: Oh, my God. Like, not a
0: gash. That's exact. That's exaggerating. A scratch. But a scratch on a tattoo a that fresh is fresh tattoo. is so painful. So I like oh. cannot even imagine the pain he
1: felt. Well, also not even that, like doesn't that mess up the tattoo because it's, it can, it's, it's so fresh. It's right. I was about to say, because it's so new that like the ink is still yeah. not like I, the thing is, is like, I don't have tattoos, but that's just common sense to think that like the ink isn't settled yet. Like it's not healed. So it's not like fully it's there, but like disrupting that. Yeah. And having your skin having to, like, split open and uh, heal is... What the fuck, man? So,
0: it is... It's, like, a red color that got scratched. And so, there's a possibility that it, like, will heal kind of funky. More so, fuck, we man. just have to give it a few days and let it heal and then see how it is. And, I mean, usually most artists give a free touch-up with all their tattoos. So, worst comes to worst, he goes in and touches up. He already saw another spot where the artist, like, missed just, like, next to a line. Mm. So, you know, worst case scenario, we just go downtown for an afternoon and have them fix it again. But, what else did I do? I went on a couple walks, swept my butt off, and maybe dinner on Sunday night, and, yeah. Now another week of work.
1: (laughs) You sound so enthused. Yeah um so my updates are a little bit more eventful i just got off (laughs) i just got back from maine um and i spent really a week up there and it was gorgeous the weather was 50 something degrees there was a constant like breeze coming through the sun was out so it was warm but it wasn't too warm sounds amazing it was i'm jealous I wish I could just live in a little coastal town and live life slowly and be happy with that. I mean, I think I would be genuinely, but right now I'm too young and hungry and money-driven to quit everything and live on the coast. <laughs> um, but it did make me want to live that life sooner rather than later. So, I but feel that. Anyways, it was it was fantastic. But we also spent a day or two in Boston. Um, yesterday, we had our last dinner out in Boston, and we went to this place called Mariel, uh, Mariel, which there's a another, I guess like a franchise brand company. I don't don't know the specific word, but I'm guessing it's the same company. Um, we had gone to a restaurant called Lolita the first time we ever visited Boston and it was one of the best like restaurant experiences like the customer service was insane the like plating and the food the drinks the atmosphere like it was just all a 12 out of 10 um not only that they gave us like free cotton candy at the end like that's part of like the like service or whatever and then we got temporary tattoos and I know that we're like 20 something but we were so giddy with the fact that it's like, what the fuck?
0: Is that at this place or the other place? This is a different place. Okay.
1: This is um it's the same parent company. So anyways, we went to this new place called Mariel, which is a Colombian kind of like dish tapa style. Oh my fucking God. I think we got like six or seven different dishes including dessert and it was so yum. It was like kanji. We that's like a different place mm. here and austin but it's also tapas style but the portions were a little bit bigger i mean there's also only three of us so we didn't have to split and share as much as we usually have to whenever we're going out and we here in with austin five. with five of us but it was so great the cocktail was delicious Ugh. the food was to die for that was by far one of the best meals that we had this like this trip um drank a lot of really great beer learned that ninety nine percent of blueberries come from Maine. The fuck. Um got to see a sunrise, um, on the top of a mountain. That was a fun experience. Uh it just was very tiresome because we had gotten into our Airbnb literally at like ten PM, mm-hmm. went to bed, got like ready for bed, went to sleep eleven eleven thirty, woke up at three, left the house for like Three fifteen, 15 left by three thirty to get to the sunrise because we had to have a parking like permit and our permit was only good for an hour so it was only good for 4 30 to 5 30 and the sun's rise started at 4 48 we had to get there so that we could get a spot had to be there by 4 30 <laughs> it was a long drive we were 40 minutes away christ so it was a drive so we did, but we saw the sunrise, and even though it was, quote-unquote, a bust a bit, like, because it wasn't, it was cloudy a little bit, the sun did still come out, like, from the clouds, and you could still see, like, a cute little, like, pink sun or whatever, but it wasn't as ethereal as everybody, like, claims it to be in some of the pictures, just because there was cloud cover, but it was cold as shit. There was a guy, there was a bunch of people out there, and there was another, like, group of four, and it was two couples. <laughs> And like I said, the sunset, not sunset, the sunrise came at like 4.48 in the morning. But you have to also understand that like, that's like at the horizon. We were up at the top and it's cloud cover and there's a like a section at the top, not on the horizon, like up here. So the sun has to travel to get to the spot so that way you could see it, like a little window or whatever, pocket. So of course you're not going to see anything at 4.48. Well, it's like 4.50, 4.52 or something like that. And... The guy, one of the guys, I was like, well, I love pretending to watch the sunset as much as the next guy, but (laughs) it's just like, I think we were so delirious at that point that it was just so funny because they literally got up and they missed the sunset, the sunrise. Yeah,
0: because they left, right? Because
1: of that one guy. And I was like, that guy, I hope he feels like such an asshole because they literally missed Even, like, the tiny sunset, or the fuck, sunrise, Um, (laughs) the tiny sunrise that we got to see, so, it was still a lot of fun, I I don't regret it, I, it was, it was really cool, but it was nice having, like, cool weather and stuff, and then getting off the fucking plane here, it's only 80 degrees, but the humidity is 60%, so it feels disgusting, here, Yes? The humidity was 60%.
0: No, it was above 80. It's been in, like, the 90s. The humidity? No, like, the temperature.
1: It was only 80-something, but it felt like 90-something because of the humidity.
0: Oh, I thought it said 93 on my thing.
1: It but might have, but I also might have just been looking at it just recently, and it's was less since it's now in the evening, but... Yeah, it still feels fucking gross outside. And I'm like, (laughs) take me back. Um, But yeah, those are my kind of updates. I have plenty of more. Um, But yeah, I spent my time in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Maine. So, it was a great time.
0: I am so jealous I want to go to Maine. So bad.
1: To Maine! We did a little, like, lighthouse tour. Because apparently, fun fact, um, the... State with the most lighthouses is actually not Maine, it's Michigan, hmm. with over a hundred and twenty, over on the old Lake Superior and Which lake Michigan. It's hilarious because it's not even like a coast or it's a, it's a big ass lake. Like don't get me wrong, it's big ass lake, but it's a lake. It's not like the ocean or like the bay. So, hilarious. There's probably
0: just more obstructions and like,
1: uh. But it's a lake. Yeah. So, it's so a lake. So, you
0: have to surround a lake with lighthouses h- versus just, like, one shoreline for the ocean. That doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah? Because it's a circle. So, like, you'll have lighthouses crossing lights. Huh? You'll have lighthouses whose light, like, the beams of lights will cross because they are multiple on like this lake i mean i guess not really because they're so big but i don't know and it, it didn't make sense to me i was like all right but either way lighthouses saw a lot of those got to touch of, got a got to touch a lobster and a crab a real one when they were alive
0: fun where did you do that
1: on the boat bu- on the cruise they, like, have, like, a little demonstration. They're like, this is what a lobster, a female lobster looks like. This is what a male lobster looks like. You can touch them. Oh, with
0: the lighthouse tour on, like, a cruise boat.
1: A little, like. It was, like, a little, like, just a little. It kind of looked like a tugboat, but not. Yeah. So. But anyways. Okay. Let's get into the book because we've been talking. I could talk about my trip all day long.
0: You have a lot Literally. to
1: say. I could. I do. <laughs> I... C- continue talking about my trip but that's not what the people are here for the people are here for this cute little book that we read and I read it all today on the plane and it gave me it allowed me to get distracted by the story and not only that I played my Nintendo and I think that's what I'm gonna do from now on is like listen to my little audiobook and play my games on my Nintendo and it because it was so relaxing that sounds really relaxing and I could do two things that I want at once. Like, playing Animal Crossing. Fuck yeah. Building furniture on Animal Crossing and listening to an audiobook is one of the most therapeutic shit I've ever felt. I also was playing Pokemon, so. Trying to make my Pokemon stronger, but then I got really frustrated because I kept dying, so (laughs) it's fine. Anyways, different storyline. Um, One last stop was not what I was expecting. I knew the premise of this story, but I think I was really surprised at like the depth of it. Because I was like, oh, I like obviously knew the basic ideas of what the story was gonna be like, but it definitely surprised me and how in depth it went. And also I just really liked the characters and even the side characters were so fucking cute. I think they did I think Casey McQuiston does a great job of having great side characters.
0: Yeah, she definitely like fleshes out every single character, even the side ones, and has them be a part of the story and not just kind of like there.
1: I love Nico and um Mila. Mila. Mhm.
0: I think Nico's my favorite character.
1: <laughs> Nico was the best. I just saw him, every time I think of Nico, I think of Nico from fucking um Percy Jackson and that's I don't know why, but like he just reminded me of, like, kind of like a pale goth, a, like, soft goth kind of guy. Yeah. I, I don't know why.
0: I got that vibe, too.
1: And then she's, like, super sunshine, colorful, pink with buns, had, like, freckles on her face, had, like, like uh, what is it, sun-kissed skin. I don't even remember if that's actually what she looked like, but that's just what she pictured in my head. And um, then they were like I super mean, I super cute. I think
0: Mila was a black woman, if I remember correctly. She could, she very well could have been. I do not remember. Yeah, it. so I feel like he's not that too far off mm-hmm. of what you're picturing. No, because she did seem more like Wes was a little
1: harder for me to see, but I, because he was the tattoo artist, wasn't he? That had the poodle named Noodle. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that was interesting.
1: The poodle named Noodle. Well, it was interesting because like you met him like two or three times at the very beginning of the book and then he was never mentioned again. That's true. Also love the fact that Wes and Isaac slash Annie um were a thing.
0: Was it Isaac or Isaiah? Isaiah, sorry. Okay, I just was like, "Wow, am I going?" Crazy? I don't know why I said
1: Isaac, but I mean that's close. Anyways, Isaiah slash Annie, Depressant, love her. Um, that is such a good like fucking drag name. Love that. I know. Annie Depressant. that was
0: really clever. I had no idea what I was going to going to be reading, dude, and it surprised her me. Her name.
1: Um, the two main characters' names: August, August and Jane. And Jane, but her name, um, her actual. Be you. Be you, Sue. What does that say? Be you, Sue. Be yourself. Yeah. I was like, I see what you did, Casey. I see what you did. (laughs) (laughs) You're not that clever. I got it. I said I read through the lines. Be you, Sue. Be who you are. I also love that she was like stuck in the seventies.
0: Or that's where she's from, you mean mm-hmm. same. I really loved how much this book talked about her activism. Yeah. And how like badass she was, and like fighting cops and hating the pigs. I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. This book just reassured that I'm definitely bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Because uh, I was like, I don't know. Every time I read a gay book, I'm just like, oh, I am a little bit gay, at least. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I relate to it. Yeah. Um, who's your
1: favorite character? I liked Jane a lot. Jane? Hmm. Augie. I did like Augie, too. I I wanted to oh, I wanted to punch her. her. I wanted to punch her lightly. Yeah. Just she, like a little bit. Like
0: She had some very irritating moments.
1: She did, but also like I also really liked the backstory between her and her mom and how obsessed her mother was like with true crime and like messing persons files and stuff like that. And trying to find her and trying to find uh, her brother. brother, which I think it's crazy that you can have that much of a obsession over something but like obviously I've never been in a position where like looking for a loved one in that capacity so I can never like comment on that but I like that this character like each of them had a flaw, an obsession a want and a desire like it was very clear and I feel like it made them feel like true genuine people because they were flawed sort of thing It didn't make him feel like they they were just, like, characters. They could have been real people. I also love that this was set in New York. New York.
0: Also how, like, a lot of the people in this book ran away from their other lives to
1: come to New York. Or, like, found family.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I also just feel like New York in general is that type of place. Like, a lot of people, like, leave slash run away from their, like, lives and they're like, I'm gonna go to New York and like find this life, which I mean is very idealistic, and it
1: yeah you're right it checks out especially with that whole stereotype. But New York will literally chew you up, spit you out, and chew you up again, and then like spit you on the wall. Yeah. No desire to move to New York. None. No, me either. I will definitely read about it because like this person was or they were living in this little apartment. For like twenty eight hundred dollars a month, and they each just got like a room.
0: Yeah, it did not sound super enjoyable. But like, but then they were so and cute. She was like super grateful for her life, you know.
1: Yeah, I think she was always. I also liked the like identity crisis of of August. I also liked her name August because I like that her name could be for a girl or a boy. It's very gender neutral. Yeah.
0: Um, Well, a lot of things we're talking about, like, people, place, and time, and August at the very end. mm -hmm. But August had brought that up earlier about Jane on the train, and I liked how Casey brought it back to Jane writing that about August in the note.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, there was a lot of really cute, like, symbolism pieces within this story that I really enjoy it because they just they were embedded so easily within the story like the allusions to summer and seasons and how like that is a type of love and like how to understand that type of love Um, like Jane loves like summer or has a love like summer Mm -hmm. where it's fleeting and it's warm and it's inviting and it's intoxicating and you look forward to it but it's always there's always an ending to summer yeah like everything is a high because summer is a time where you're on vacation you have time you do things you do stuff outside of the norm and you do it with so much more like excitement because you don't have as much stress and like it's very carefree however but there's a like there's an ending to summer so but i also liked whenever they did come back full circle that they're like you're always my summer so, like, summer can be eternal. So, that feeling of always being bathed in light and warmth, acceptance, and all the other things that kind of go along with that um, symbolism is with August. And, like, August, obviously, August is the same thing of June, of Jane. So, oh, it's so good. So freaking cute.
0: Uh, speaking of the New York part, when they have the Easter brunch... But it's at 7 p.m. and there's, like, actually no food. Mm-hmm. And it's just a giant fucking party. Uh-huh. That is, like, the party that was described is the party of my dreams. It, like, gets so big that it's spilling out of Isaiah's apartment. And it spills into their apartment. And just, like, people are, like, milling about, like, the way Casey described it, I'm, like did you live in new york and you experienced one of these parties bro like so fucking cool i was like why can't this be my
1: life i had the exact same thought when i was reading red white and royal blue whenever she talks about them uh, like all five of them on their binger with uh their friend or whatever
0: yeah when they go to the bar yes
1: and they're all wearing kimonos and they're doing karaoke and i was like this feels so sparkly and so shimmery, and glittery, and fun, and euphoric, I was like, I want this night, yeah, and that is exactly how I felt, too, with this party, I feel like she, she does such a good job of capturing, like, the feeling of a, like, not out of control party, but a party that is so, like, just kissing the verge of, like, wild, and free, and fun, and euphoric, but nothing bad actually happens,
0: it's like, she can write the, like, ideal dream party night so yeah. well.
1: Yeah. And it's, like, it's what you always no. And I don't know if this is for everybody, but for me, whenever I was growing up and I was in college, that's always what we, like, wanted to happen when you had a night out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like when you were going to a party, you're like, you wanted to be good and have a rager and have stories and stuff, but you obviously didn't want it to get to the point to where like obviously the legal or like law enforcement was going to be involved or somebody really or somebody gets so sick that it becomes a medical emergency. You know, something that dampens the night. That everybody gets crazy and wild and free and has fun, but nothing like serious actually happens. Yeah. Um And you remember it.
0: And remember
1: <laughs> it. And, and you know, at, at, most- at twenty one you don't think that's a tall order order to be asking, but now at twenty six going on twenty seven, you're like that was you know, a lot of it had to be the perfect storm for all that to happen. I'm not saying I didn't have a night or two like that whenever I was going through college, but it was definitely very few and far in between. So
0: I also thought it was so cute that then they brought the party mm-hmm. to Jane.
1: Yes, Isaiah was like, "We need to take this to the subway." Also, the fuck you can't. I don't think you can open carry in New York, but whatever.
0: Yeah, but I don't. This think is a give fun. A fuck.
1: What do you mean, like in real life?
0: Yeah, like if people saw you drinking, they're like,
1: "Okay." Yeah, but, anyways, yeah. Um. It was just so cute. I liked Bro the sex scenes in these. The one sex scene where they have like on the uh, on the actual subway and they're finally like truly confessing their feelings for each other and they're confirming the fact that this this is a thing.
0: Yeah. More
1: than anything because August unknowingly like doesn't trick Jane but she doesn't tell Jane that she's like Basically, like whining and dining her on the subway cart, which yeah, is hilarious. She brings the
0: picnic and yeah,
1: and all these things that she doesn't get to do. And they they waited until the very like last trains at night because they don't get to hang out together or whatever. And um, love the fact that she was tied with the electricity of the line because she literally shut that bitch down because she was like, I she was so horny. <laughs> we have we have to fix this right now. So yeah um but i did get a little like flutters and i was like oh my god i loved it i was getting embarrassed on the plane while (laughs) i was sitting oh another small update i got um one of the like what is it that priority seating or something on the plane today Mm -hmm. so i had like extra leg room I know, it was, like, the random seating or whatever. So I was like, fuck yeah, bitch! So I was, like, in the little comfy seats and whatnot, and I was, like, trying not to, like, fucking blush the fuck out um, while I was sitting (laughs) in my row, but that's another story. But it was so good. I really liked it. I also noticed that she wasn't, like, too descriptive of everything. I felt like she was a little bit um, more censored in some of these... In some of these scenes than what I remember in red, white, and royal blue. However, I could be remembering wrong.
0: I don't know. I feel like she doesn't. She's not one of those writers who's like. I mean, it's pull not out, smut.
1: Like, I rubbed
0: her pussy until she came all over my hand. You know, it was That's like. That's fair.
1: It's very sensual. And, and very, and very it's like, romantic. Romantic and dreamy. Yes. Yeah. Because she talked about stuff like happening, but it wasn't. It was more like description of like the feelings Of what the person who was doing those things to them. You know what I mean?
0: There was one moment, though, where it was like August was thinking a lot of things as it was happening. And I was like, there's too much thinking about other things as Jane is, like, touching her. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, stop being so fucking distracted and be in the moment, please.
1: But also, that was her first time. So, like, you can't. Now, I would I know, imagine it was, like, she would be super
0: distracted.
1: I don't know. I was just like, Girl, "Yeah, enjoy it." I mean, I think she learns to at the end. I I think that was because some of the times that they like do finally like hook up with each other, there's other stuff that's going on that honestly, if I like was, if I was August, I probably wouldn't be able to like enjoy it. Because remember there was a the whole thing that, like, Jane might not be there. Or might, she might be there. Or, and they're trying to figure out how to get her to stay well, yeah. in that time period. And then also, like, her whole shit with her mom and whatever. I was like, bro, that fight with her mom. That was
0: intense, yeah.
1: That was intense. I was like, damn. She really just said, mom, fuck you. Give me some space. I will approach you whenever I'm ready. And I was like, damn. But also, at the same time, the mom just really got blindsided with the fact like in her obsession of this case that she didn't realize she was neglecting her like kid
0: for her whole life yeah literally (laughs) for
1: her entirety of her life like not so much in the fact that like she it's not not that she didn't quote-unquote mean to but the fact that she still got so wrapped up in something that was outside of her own child i was like wow that's pretty fucking shitty
0: yeah it was kind of shitty that she like sp- i mean i understand i can't imagine how like, smells devastating like popcorn it chicken would be. right now carly probably what? made chicken or popcorn um my roommate sorry
1: it smells like chicken but it also smells like popcorn chicken like specifically popcorn chicken she makes popcorn all the time i bet she made some popcorn
0: and puts some uh seasoning on it and stuff hungry anyways (laughs) um i i was gonna say i can't imagine what it's like to lose a sibling and like i would definitely like dedicate my whole fucking life to figuring that out especially in time she was spending all her money on that and not like her money on her child for like a stable apartment stable living conditions which that part i was like that's kind of fucked up your brother would not want you to do that
1: to your kid you know right to be so consumed by what happened to him to not give your child the like proper needs and like fulfill the proper needs for a good and healthy life and a stable life because like yes it was her decision to raise her on her own but in that same right she didn't do as a mom didn't do enough for her for her daughter to keep like to have a healthy environment where she didn't feel like she was an afterthought.
0: Yeah. You know, it was definitely an interesting dynamic where I was like, "Mm, it was like, it was fully resolved, but it felt
1: like it felt like the mom was more a best friend.
0: Yeah. And she even said that too. Like Mm -hmm. you don't act like my mom or whatever, but right. Um, the part of this that felt a little far reached is the whole like saving Billy party. And, like, 2,000 tickets, and, like, this... I mean, obviously, this is, like, it kind of had that paranormal aspect, so it's not a, a fully, like, reality thing, but, like... Wait, what? Having the, the giant party where they saved Billy's restaurant.
1: I didn't think that was that far-fetched. It
0: was a little... It was a little nuts.
1: Mm, I think... Honestly... Maybe not the amount of people that showed up, but I don't think it's that crazy.
0: I guess. Because then it was, like, the sneaking onto the, into the train station. Like, oh, that, thing, yes.
1: Right? That part, yes. Where they, like, coerced her fucking ex to get them access into it. Yeah. And then also fucking Mila being, like, an engineer, an and, and elect- electrical engineer and, like, re, sh- like, short-circuiting half the city That's for a I'm blackout. Saying, like, okay, there's this I that, okay, I thought that, okay, I thought you meant they're like, doing
0: this. I'm like, there's a lot of things happening. I that just, is- I thought
1: you meant like the party just in general, not the fact that like the party ended up being moved to this place to like help the highest or whatever. No, yeah. it's just
0: like that this save Billy's party turned into this whole fucking thing. <laughs> I was like, oh my
1: god. I mean, like it has to come from somewhere. It is a romantic fantasy
0: i i'm and that's you have to buy into the delusion which i'm obviously fine with it's just fucking funny (laughs) when you think about it being
1: being delulu is like a hobby so i mean you have to to enjoy books so i don't think you have to be delusional to enjoy books
0: i mean you have to buy into like fantasy
1: stuff if you like you don't have to buy into it the okay, thing is, okay, The thing what is it's like what I look look think of is different. like Delulu is like me and my parasocial relationship with 17. Like that's Delulu, okay? Like I'm never going to fucking meet them. Of course I have fantasies of being like, "Oh my god, I'm going to be, in, you know, I'm going to meet them and." Blah, 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 blah. I don't think you have to be delusional though. To like I think you have to have just a really good imagination. I think you're being a little bit of a hater towards me right. now. <laughs> No, because I get what you're saying, but I just don't think delusional, I don't think we're delusional in reading, <laughs> in the reading aspect. <laughs> um, I did like how
0: Jane and August's uncle ended up being like friends and roommates, and I know she got to find out about his life.
1: I knew them. they were going to come full circle on the fact that her name was August and his name was August. I was like, there's no way. Like, in the fact that meeting her, she then fulfilled her by getting... Like, she fulfilled the her history by finding August again, essentially. Because, yeah. like, when she stopped... When she was going to go meet August before the train incident happened that made her stuck in her time loop, she met August, and that's how she got out of her time loop. So.
0: I thought it was so sweet how August... Found Jane's family for her.
1: I know, so that she could go
0: and meet them at the very end. I was like, "Shut the fuck up! This is the sweetest thing."
1: I know, and they're like, "What the do you world. think? Do you think I should like tell them or whatever?" And she's like, "You can tell them whatever the hell you want, but I'll be there with you." Like, I know. And then she's like, "Do you think I do? You what do you think of me going by my like actual name, Bisu, uh, or B, B-, B. You. Um, she's like, you can be whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. I You're know. like, you're in my life forever now, bitch. Slaves. The day I die. Um, what else? What else happened? Like, there was so much that happened in this book. It was so cute. And I know some people were just like, meh about it, but.
0: I did think at some point it was a little bit slow. And I was like, okay.
1: Eh. I- I could see that. I didn't feel that way, but I can see it.
0: Not that I didn't enjoy it, but I definitely felt the moments where it started to feel like, okay, we need to get to, like, some resolutions or some, like, epiphanies mm. a little bit quicker.
1: Hmm. Yeah, you can see that, but when I was, when I was listening to it, I, I think I was just enjoying the story too much to, like, feel like the timeline could have, like, you know, the... Not the holes, but, like, the places where it, like, kind of lulled.
0: And I think the the only reason I notice it is because when I'm at work, I notice the parts that start to really slow down. I think if I was just, like, leisurely reading this or something, or, like, I don't know. Because if I get, if I'm not fully enthralled in a story at work, it's easier for me to get distracted. So, I think I notice it because then I have to, like, rewind to make sure I'm getting all the information. Mm. And during the slower parts, it's, like, easier for that to happen to me. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I was just taking a drink. I I know. Yeah. No, it does. But, um, what do you say? Now I, when I first started listening to this because I was in the airport, um, I thought she started listening to this at like 10 o'clock this morning. <laughs> Delulu. That is Delulu. It's delusional. It's trying to finish a book in fucking 24 hours and knowing that you have to record within 10 of those. You're like, <laughs> anyways. Um, I liked at the beginning how it was uh, Nico asks if he could touch her. And I was like, well hold on, where is this book? <laughs> like immediately. It's like in the like probably what the first ten pages of the book. And um, I was like, Hold on, what the hell? And so love the fact that Nico was a medium. Yes. Um his little one liners and like his little comments and stuff were But he always knew wonderful. what they were thinking. I yes. loved. And um I also loved that he was trans. Um, his storyline. Yeah, his storyline. I also love the fact that Mila literally immediately dumped her boyfriend the second that she saw her her boyfriend at the time. The second that she saw Nico, and she's like, "Well, obviously, I had to make it like to the end of the shift." But yes, and we had to wait until he no longer worked there. Come to find out that the guy still was so madly in love with her. He only blocked her because he hated seeing her so happy. And I was like, "Damn." I wish I had men obsessed with me like that. She's got that voodoo plan. <laughs> have you never heard that before? Yeah, I have from you. So that's just... the voodoo puss. I guess. I mean, but she's always spelling these people. Sure, but um, but yeah, I think, I think the story was just so. I think I don't know. I just. It made me feel something. And I like that. Because, <laughs> like, reading books that make you feel kind of like lighthearted or just either relatable or like, ugh, like, it tugs on your heartstrings. Because at the end, whenever we don't know whether or not Jane makes it or not, I was kind of like, my heart really ached I know, at the I fact for August, who. Was, like, just kind of accepting it. And she's like, I'm learning. I've learned how to grieve. I've learned how to do this. I've learned how to do that. Whatever. Through my mom and through, like, finding things. And I don't regret anything. And I feel like that definitely shows her character growth from the very beginning. Right. To where she was now. Where she's like, I don't regret living any of these of my life. Because this is who I was and who I'm happy of who I became. Where at the very beginning she was like, I don't know who the hell I am. Because, that's you know, that's totally fair. Her mom really didn't give her the ability to create an identity for herself other than just being, like, what she said to her mom her with assistant. her assistant um, and just helping her. So I was really happy to see, obviously, her growth and becoming more of an individual and being like, yeah, this is what I want to do, or this is, like, I'm so happy that this happened even though this is... I got my heart broken and now the woman that I love was never going to be like with me anymore and then all of a sudden like literally three months later which I think it's crazy to keep that like time gap in between I was like I don't really like that but whatever it's fine I wanted her I wanted her to like be in the 70s and then somehow like communicate like obviously like through the radio or something and so she went back to the 70s, lived her life, and then she was going to be older, you know,
0: but then in her timeline. But that
1: was a to be in love, you know? Well, yeah, that's the point. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It was like, it would have been cute, like, had Jane called into that radio station, which she did, technically. It's like, from Jane to tell August, I love you so much. Or I still always, like, you're the love of my life. Just you know, in that case. song. Yeah, just in case. And that would have been so cute if she would have said that, you know? And then August would have met jane again they would have reconnected and she would have met her wife that she had or whatever and she's like you know had their moment and stuff that would have been a cute ending too it would have been a lot sadder but i feel like because that was an ending that august could see for jane you know whenever she tells her she's like i hope you get married and she's like i don't know she's like well i hope you do because you like you obviously deserve happiness i hope you have a wife and people to love you and stuff i think that would have been a really cute way too definitely and i think it would have been a really good honestly probably to me probably would have been even better ending just because it would have felt something that's so it wouldn't have been everything you know up in tiny perfect bows or whatever um and it would have like been such a hard hitting, like heart aching lesson, but usually she ended up like happier. The tidy little... I usually do, but I do like that. Even though my like bleeding heart would just you know He's have sad. just like a little band aid on it and like continue to like bleed, but um, I think it still would have been really good too. I feel like that would have elevated it to not have been like truly like a um, like a light hearted romance. I think that yeah. would have made it like a very fictional romance um and like more life lesson definitely heavy so
0: this was definitely the book we needed after
1: all of the duds that we've had before
0: well the the duds and then how sad song of achilles was <laughs> like this was just
1: we need to record earlier because nice. i need you to be like up here because like i'm like right here and like we need to be up here i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I just say we need to record earlier. It's not everybody like else's fault. It's not specifically yours or specifically mine. We just need to record earlier so we can be hype as fuck on this podcast because it's gonna be eleven o'clock, and I know both of us are tired. Yeah,
0: well, um, it was, we've had the little mermaid tonight, so otherwise it wouldn't have been as late.
1: We yeah. Um, but I didn't go. I did not go to the Lomorimi because I was tired and I yeah. was reading and I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. Um, also it's still beginning over. I was sick a little bit on my trip, which sucked, but it's okay. We didn't let sickness keep the fun away. Um, but I'm still kind of recovering a little bit from that. I still have some sinus pressure and stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like take some medicine, listen to this book and chill the fuck out until we have to go talk about it. Um, <laughs> what
0: just do a little talk about it.
1: I know'
0: do a little hand motions,
1: but anyways, uh, but yeah, do you have anything else that you wanted to add to this? I don't think so, no, okay, um, next week, we're reading gunkle
0: Yes, I started that this morning.
1: um, I am excited because I love a yellow cover. I know that's very shallow in my like but i think it's the cover art is so fucking cute and i feel like it's also a different story perspective from somebody who's a gay uncle um i don't know i think i feel like this is going to be we don't see often male gay characters and then also male gay characters that are looking after children yeah either like a caretaker or a caregiver like position as well yeah so it's going to be i think it's going to be super cute about? Uh, I read the back.
0: Okay, see, I haven't read the back. All I know is, like, what I've listened to so far, so I have no idea, like, how the story will go.
1: I mean, you can also kind of infer that because the little kid's on the front. Yeah. So, um, but I'm excited to see what this book is going to be. However, I'm a little nervous because I think it's a Reese pick. Is oh. it a Reese Reese Witherspoon. you don't usually like hers yeah um i usually don't like reese witherspoon's suggestions however actually i'm going to retract that statement i it's kind of a 50 50 because i loved the henna artist but i've only loved it through audio because it was um the cast was a full cast and the voice actors were um ethnically like they had their accents correct Mm. um so it also made the story come back to life a lot a lot more so i did love i love that series a lot um and that is a reese witherspoon pick so i'm not gonna say that i don't like all of them but they're usually more of a bust than a win for me yeah i don't like oprah's picks and i definitely don't fucking like the what is it a uh, good morning America's like little simple ones Hate those. <laughs> None of them, all of them are too like profound or they try to be too persnickety and profound for me. And I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. They are. The Midnight Library was one of them. Hated the Midnight Library. I've never I wouldn't want anything
0: good about
1: it. Really? When it was popular, people were like, oh my god, I love the Midnight Library. I love it so much. The Midnight Library is so good. I love the Midnight Library. I don't know. I don't Like, it was <laughs> <almost> <laughs> nothing but like good stuff. And I read it and I was appalled. I was like, this book sucks ass. Um, did not like a lot of things about it, specifically the representation of, uh, mental health medication. Oh, so interesting. Let me just tell you that. Um, but yeah. So also, an animal dies in it, and it makes me really upset and sad. Because why kill an tough. animal? Why kill an animal?
0: That's tough.
1: Don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> that long that long pause was for dramatics and effect i hope you see the severity of why you should not read this book anyways um but I don't yeah think we should
0: read it huh i said i don't think we should
1: read no, it no i don't think we should read it at all um i gave it a 1 when i did read it damn i know mini mini review right there for anybody who wanted to know whether or not you should read the midnight library don't burn it instead Um, don't actually use it
0: for fuel to keep yourself warm
1: (laughs) don't actually donate it to somebody who might like it I don't know Uh, but we will see you next week whenever we discuss um, our third book for Pride Month I hope you all are having a great time so far and reading more books from LGBTQ plus authors um, and diversifying your bookshelves not just this month but all year long um but we will see you when we talk about that one next week okay love you bye bye